Welcome to Hold Up, the podcast where we watch our favorite rom-coms and decide whether they hold up. I'm Carrie Gilbert. I'm Allison Gilbert. And this week we watched Girls Trip, which I forgot to look out look up when it came out, but I think it like came 20- out in 2017. It's directed by Malcolm D. Lee, who is a mainstay on this podcast because he's the best man and best man holiday guy. And it stars Regina Hall, Queen Latifah, Tiffany Haddish, and Jada Pinkett Smith. Dudes, but who cares about men? This isn't a rom com, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, like from the like initial voiceover at the beginning, where that's all about friendship, I was like, "This is not a rom com." No, there's a very light, very light romantic subplot, almost yeah. unnecessary. One could argue, truly, truly unnecessary. Except that I think Malcolm D. Lee was like, hot. "Throw it in, so we can be on Karen Allison's podcast." <laughs> Well, and so we can make Lorenz Tate do hot things. Yeah. That's the men of those are very attractive. I did not like the negative feelings I had towards Luke Cage, who has a real name, but you know. I his name is Mike Coulter. We keep calling him Luke Cage on this podcast and we just gotta stop. But sure, Mike Coulter, whatever his mother named him, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that that's what his mother named him, but that is his professional name. You think, um, you think his name was, like, something different than Mike Coulter? And he was like, I'm going to make it boring? Like, Mike Coulter's not doesn't sound like a stage name. So, like, as soon as she was introducing the characters, like, almost immediately, I was like, I don't believe Tish- Tiffany Haddish is the same age as the rest of these women. No. So, the premise of this movie <laughs> is four best friends from college um, who, like, see each other every year but have drifted apart. And there's a lot of, like, interpersonal relationships. Really, what this is at, at its core is Malcolm D. Lee's Bread and Butter, which is a movie about someone down on their luck who might use their friend's fame to jumpstart their career. <laughs> the Best Man is more of a rom-com emphasis on the rom, and this is a rom-com emphasis on the com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and it definitely, like, this has a Meant much to be different... Funnier. This is a much different tone, for sure, than The Best Man. The Best Man is, I think, like, meant to be a serious movie um more of a drama this is not but it does have many of the same themes where we're talking and and malcolm d lee didn't write this to be fair but it does have a lot of the same themes where we're talking about like an old group of friends from college there's a lot of like history there and latifah and regina hall were supposed to start like they refer to it as like the black huffington post queen latifah is a journalist who has sort of gone into like the celebrity gossip world and Regina Hall is mm-hmm. a Martha Stewart Oprah type like oh she's like a relationship expert and her whole thing is like you can have it all which guys that's not gonna work out because if we know anything from rom-coms it you was, cannot have it all she it was interesting but, the Regina Hall stuff was kind of interesting because she's got a real sort of like minus like the white feminism and white privilege and white fragility she's got like a real kind of rachel hollis message of like um like if you can dream it if you're willing to work hard enough you can get it kind of thing um which is a level of privilege i mean obviously regina hall doesn't have the white privilege of it all like i'm sure this character has had to deal with racism but it is like a you know that that implies that she's some sort of financially privileged and well and she's married to an nfl player so she does have the the financial comfort to pursue this this career much like Rachel Hollis was married to a Disney executive and had and they also like um 
Well, and like as like, her relationship's falling apart, she's like, well, I'm nothing without this. Like our whole right. point, our brand is like being a happily married couple. Right. And so yes. I can't just like leave him because that's our brand. So yes. So uh, what were we saying before? The premise. You were saying. But there was a reason I was saying Queen Latifah is like moved into the, maybe the best man. Right. So, like, Queen Latifah has moved into the sort of celebrity gossip realm, and she's uh, responsible. Like, she's she's down on her luck. She is – She we, when we first see Queen Latifah in her beautiful apartment, uh, that we see a bunch of, like, overdue bill notices, and she, when they go on the trip, she's, like, tucking uh, the price tags away so she can return them later. Like, she needs mm-hmm. money. And so through the whole movie, we're like, is she going to sell out her best friend? And it's implied that, like, Regina Hall – because Regina Hall's husband is cheating on her and there's photographic evidence. And so is Queen Latifah, Sasha, going to put this on her blog? Yes. And they're, um, the whole premise is like they were going to go start this quote unquote black Huffington Post together. Right. And then uh, Regina Hall's character. Ryan. Yeah. Regina Hall's character, Ryan, uh, sort of abandons her to do a similar thing with her husband. So right. there's some tension there. Um, and much like... You know, we're going to talk about this movie in comparison to Best Man Holiday because same director and we'll talk about it in comparison to Bridesmaids because female best friends and much like Bridesmaids, the two main characters are fully formed characters and the other ones are stereotypes. Not stereotypes, yeah. archetypes. Archetypes, yeah. Um, so like, you know, it's like the Kristen Wiig, uh, Maya Rudolph characters. That's the Queen Latifah, uh, Regina Hall characters and then Jada Pinkett Smith and Tiffany Haddish are archetypes. I feel like they're a little bit more fleshed out than the characters in Bridesmaids. I mean, I think we get a more depth to Jada. Jada Pika Smith is divorced. She's a working mom. She does not take time for herself. She doesn't dress cute. They insult her clothes the whole time. Yes. She's sort of like the buttoned up prudy one. And Tiffany Haddish is the raunchy party girl who's never really grown up, which is also really, like I was saying at the beginning, is kind of funny because she is, I looked it up, she's like about 10 years younger than all of these women. And that makes sense. And she's also playing like the more immature character. So there were times where I had to remind myself, like, she's not somebody's little sister who's like joined this group of friends, or she's not like somehow related to this group of friends in a different, like she's supposed to have gone to college with them, which... I don't always, which I didn't always buy. Just no, because. she seems much younger. Yeah, you're you're right because a number one, the actress is ten years younger, but also because the character, the other women are have careers, they have families. Queen Latifah doesn't, but you get the, it's implied that that's sort of like a choice. It's not, she's not like pining for a family. The other ones have right. their lives very much together. They are successful or at least women. seemingly, yeah, yes, no, all of their lives are a, a hidden mess because it's a movie. But they have on the surface sort of together lives and Tiffany Haddish doesn't. But also, like, is she the happiest? I think so. (laughs) Well, and they also, like, they do a really fun thing with her character or fun, like, a really, something I really enjoyed about her character is that she, she is, like, the raunchy, like, fun party girlfriend. And she's like, you all just keep me around for laughs. But then at the end of the day, she's also kind of the heart of it like she is the she's the one that's most loyal she's the one that like expresses her love the easiest for the other ones so I felt like she was a really interesting kind of fully fleshed out character I mean she's doing some really like over the top gross out broad comedy but then she's also 
doing has some like really sweet heartfelt grounded moments as well yeah and there's a scene in the end where they where sasha and ryan uh start sort of like fighting over uh ryan thinks sasha has sold this photo of her husband and his mistress making out to the tabloids and sasha's like i would never do that to you which like we know you never do this to uh, that to her but we watched the whole movie wondering if you would so you can understand the confusion sasha Uh, and they, and it sort of turns in like, and then they turn on the other two and it just becomes these like four lifelong friends in this fight. And Tiffany Haddish has this like, great, airing set, all like, their laundry, airing all their laundry, saying like pointedly insulting each one of them, um, as she's storming off and she keeps like coming back to give him one more jab and then tries to walk away. And it's very funny. And it is very sort of like, this is the one who isn't involved in the fighting. Who's not sort of like being insulted. This is your hype girl. This is your loyal friend. And in the end, she's so hurt by all this. She just has this, like, absolute meltdown. And it's really funny, but it's also, like, like it wouldn't have made sense from any other of the characters because this is, like, she is trying to keep the positivity and she just breaks in the end. And then there's a very sweet scene where Jada Pinkett Smith comes to find her in a bar. And she says, like, you just keep me around for the laughs, but I would die for any one of you. And it's, like, really sweet. The scenes between... Jada Pinkett Smith and Tiffany Haddish, they're supposed to be, like, among the group of four, I think, like, they're best friends. Yeah, they've, um, like, stayed in – they've all stayed in touch with each other, but these two have, like, stayed close friends. Right. Um, Their scenes were really great. I loved the two of them together. I thought they were really fun to watch. They clearly had chemistry. Um, I, like, in watching this movie, like, one of the things I was thinking about is – I really love what Jada Pinkett Smith is doing with her career right now. And I think Red Table is fantastic and I wouldn't trade it for anything, but like, I really miss her acting. Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah. And granted, this is only four years ago. um, So I don't think like she's done acting, but like, I just, I really love her. She's great in this. I mean, we do try and make her frumpy, which is a real choice um, and impossible, but She's great. She's just, she's a really, I kind of feel like she's sort of an underrated actress. I feel like she is never really like. I'll marry a man more famous than you. Yeah. I don't like, and I, and maybe that's part of what Red Table is, is like, it's her own thing and it's different. And she's, I mean, she's killing it. I mean, that, that show is so much part of the zeitgeist right now, but um, she is she's a, a very, great all actor. of these women, like, I feel like, Queen Latifah is obviously like a lauded Academy Award, at least nominated. I don't think she's ever, I don't know, we can Google it. Queen Latifah is like an Oscar nominated, like considered a very talented, like esteemed actress. But I was watching Regina Hall and I was just like, and maybe this is sort of changing now, but I was like, Regina Hall is a world-class comedic actress. Mm-hmm. Like Regina Hall is as funny as any white comedic actress that we talk about as funny and as like talented acting wise as anyone we talk about as the greatest of all time and she's never talked about as one of the greatest of all time no and it's like there was some line she said and again like she and queen latifah like tiffany haddish and particularly tiffany haddish but both tiffany haddish and jada peak and smith get to do like the goofy funny things because they're not the the drama. Um, the drama. And Queen Latifah and Regina Hall have to like, Regina Hall's the main character. She's got to carry this story. But she said some lines. There was one, they're trying to change Jada Pinkett Smith's outfit because she's wearing like 
a maxi skirt and like a white like up to the neck down to the sleeves blouse and they're like we're in new orleans and the rest of them are like hot they're all the rest of them are like going out right (laughs) like like low cut short skirt they all look banging and she's like this was hand stitched by a tribe in Colombia." and they were like no get back there and she's like educated men will appreciate this outfit (laughs) and they hand her this this like this like threadbare dress and she says it's a mosquito net and so calmly and so straightforwardly and with such good comedic timing regina gahal goes well then maybe you'll catch something in it (laughs) i (laughs) laughed out loud (laughs) oh and then and then immediately after that queen lativa like just hands her a razor and and judy pinga smith just looks at her and queen lativa goes don't even i already know yeah like, and there, there's a couple things that are happening there. First of all, it was just so fu- that scene is so funny. Um, but second of all, it is a wonderful depiction of like the familiarity and the intimacy with which female friends talk to each other. I mean, like in in female friendship. I mean, I I don't know about male friendships, but like in my female friendships, like you, there's just a a safety with which you like are like okay we're gonna push you to be your best self here and if that means a little bloody out (laughs) and if that means a little um tough love then like that's what's gonna happen yes yeah there's i mean again we did not no rom in this movie regina hall's relationship is falling apart and there's like a guy they went to college with who's a bassist for neo who's like very cute and obviously into her and at the very end of the movie you're like i think they get together but it's not in any way the point of the movie so i don't (laughs) think we can argue that it's in any way a rom but heavy on the com like the dialogue's very funny there's a lot of very like broad gross out humor that like at first when i watched it i was like oh do i like this and then i was like you would like this in like a in like one of those like bro like mm-hmm. Will Ferrell movies like let's try and not let's try and like relax and be like just because it's women and just because it's black women doesn't mean they're not allowed to fly over something and then pee all over a crowd of people because Jada Pinkett Smith couldn't wear underwear with her it was also like the thing about that scene was it was so so basically they're on like zip lines basically between two buildings in two bars New Orleans. yeah yeah two bars and like both she and she flies over it and has to pee and ends up peeing on the crowd below and then tiffany haddish goes to like push her off to the next bar and does the same thing and it's very much gross out humor but the thing i think that makes it work is that it's like tied the entire time to both their characters Mm -hmm. jada pinkett smith is nervous to do it and she has to pee and she's like i just want to go find a bathroom which is her character one of them i think regina hall is like the bathroom over there is closer go (laughs) like or there's less of a line so it's tied to her character. She's not wearing underwear because they forced her into this dress. And then Tiffany Haddish, being the loyal girlfriend that she is, is like, I'm going to go save her. Like, it's it's a gross scene, but it's very funny because it's tied back to who we've been told these women are. Yeah. So it's not just, like, gross for the sake of being gross. Yeah. It's It has purpose. And it's very funny. Yeah. It's also so clear in rewatching this now with kind of like hindsight. And I've seen this movie before, but um, it's so obvious why this was Tiffany Haddish's breakout. I also think it's really interesting that this was her breakout because like, I think it's interesting that she even got cast in the first place because the, the other, other three are three, like full blown stars because the other three are like a listy. Yeah. And then they, they didn't even like pick a B lister. They picked like a, 
as far like as a stand I knew up. At the she time, was a stand up, but yeah, not a. She was not. I had not seen her in anything else. I had never even heard of her. Uh, or maybe I'd seen like some of her comedy, but like, like had seen it, but didn't know, didn't know who she was kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. This, um, I mean, this was her sort of launch into stardom. And it's, and it's clear watching it, like why this like suddenly bounced her to like major stardom. But I also just love that she even got cast in this because I don't like, I don't know. I think it would have been very easy for them to have picked somebody you know, A, a contemporary of the other three, and then B, with a little bit more name recognition, um, even if not as much name recognition as the other three. Yeah, it feels like this could have been, like, a Leslie Jones vehicle, and they were like, no, no, we're going to find someone yeah, never heard of. Yeah. And I imagine, like, casting directors, good casting directors, are, like, tuned in to that stuff. And so I imagine, and in particular, like, we are white people, so I imagine that, like, a casting director who's familiar with the black comedy scene knew Tiffany Haddish in the way that we sure don't. sure and like malcolm d lee is i wrote down like the same way we don't respect regina hall as one of the greatest comedic mm-hmm. actresses of our generation like why don't we talk about malcolm d lee when we talk about nora efron and richard curtis just something to chew on um but yeah, I imagine- which we're totally guilty of on this yeah. podcast i when i say we i don't mean proverbial i mean you and i yeah <laughs> but like because he's a very prominent black rom-com black com black black movie director like he's probably tuned into yeah um, you know black comedians that you and i were not so like i'm very glad i think you're right it could have been like i'm sure studios were like pick a star so that we can advertise this movie is like leslie jones but it's also like you didn't need that you had three you're right like full-blown a-listers like time and time again we have proven that queen latifah can carry a movie entirely on her own the right. last holiday is a ridiculous movie set for Queen Latifah. <laughs> right. Like, so you, so you don't need to, like, why not give at the time an unknown comedian her big break? And, like, yeah. we're all the better for it because we've had now, I can't believe this movie only came out. Like, Tiffany Haddish feels, she I mean, went just from skyrocketed to, like, yeah. stardom. It's really wild to think that this was only four years ago because I'm sure she is like, no, I worked very hard for a lot of years. Yeah. And didn't feel like that. But she's, she was like never a B or a C lister. Like she was unheard of and now an A lister. Right. So common makes, uh, there's a lot of like musicians because they're at the Essence Fest in New Orleans. So there's just like yeah. random shots of musicians and one of them was common. And I was like, don't worry, girl. In a few years, you guys will be in love. <laughs> um, yeah, it, this, it was fun because it was set at Essence Fest. So there was lots of like appearing as themselves, including there was a Morris Chestnut appearance, which felt particularly because like this is a Malcolm D. Lee movie it felt very meta and sort of like oh that's interesting because like he was in the like dude version of this and that's not fair like it's not fair to say that this is the female version of the best man because they are very different different. in lots of ways but he was in like the another sort of like college best friend movie and then he makes an appearance of as himself in this movie and I feel like he could easily have been cast as as Ryan's husband like he he's kind of that same energy as Mike Coulter I feel like yeah Um, that I feel like maybe would have taken not that I don't love Morris Chestnut but I do because this movie does have some similarities to Best Man and not just in like college best friends but also like will this friend sell out their friend for right also like women are better because Queen Latifah doesn't and Tay Diggs did (laughs) (laughs) I mean I'm not sure like 
I'm not sure when we did the best man that we really reckoned with, like, maybe Tejik's character is not that great a guy. Queen Latifah's like, I would never do that. That's a terrible thing to do. And Tejik's is in the corner like, oh, shit, I did it twice. (laughs) Queen Latifah's like, can you imagine if a person would have sold out their friend's story for their own personal financial gain? Such a person could not be liked by anyone, particularly millions of moviegoers, for decades <laughs> that would inspire a sequel and a forthcoming television show that would not happen. And we're all like, mm, I don't know. We are all watching it. <laughs> right. Um, but I do feel like if Morris Chestnut had a role in this movie where he wasn't just like playing himself, it'd be a little like, you've, you've, are, we, are we living in the same world? I like that it doesn't happen because then we have the reality that right. this could be the same like cinematic universe as the best man. Yeah. Except, I guess, wait, that, I don't know how we then explain Regina Hall, but she has a twin oh, sister. True. Twin sister, right, sure. Who's um, used to be a stripper and is now happily married. The other thing that I, um, I really liked about this movie um, is there was also some meta-ness with the Kate Walsh character. So Kate Walsh plays, um, better known as Addison Montgomery Shepard. Um, you shut your mouth. She's an incredibly funny actress outside. <laughs> I like, I love that she did this movie because I think you forget that Kate Walsh is, yes, uh, com- was like originally a comedic actress and then became yes. very famous as like, oh, you know, a Grey's Anatomy doctor. But like this, this is where she lives. This is who she should be. And truthfully, like even once even on private practice like she got to do some funny not kind of like this sort of like over the top humor but she got to do some she had some comedy um on private practice she is very funny and so she plays ryan's agent manager person um and she's sort of like the quintessential like white lady whose like prime client is a black woman and she's now at this essence fest and she thinks she can try and fit in but she really can't um and she doesn't like there's no like um appearance or fashion appropriation in that way but she does like try and adopt some of the like colloquialisms and there's a scene early on where regina hall is like um you are a guest you are a guest act accordingly i love because she says like i forget what she says she says like kikiing or something i don't know she also fully at one point goes like she like has like talk about some rachel hollis uh thing like she goes like girl kill it or something like she says something to regina hall with a girl in front of it she which to be fair i am often guilty of and i'm working on uh she oh and she goes like hashtag black girl magic she's just being that white girl that is in all of us that wants to fit in a world that is not ours and rather right. than just like being comfortably a human being and talking to Regina Hall a human being she's like overdoing it and Regina Hall turns around and goes you are a guest act accordingly and it's yeah and very it's very funny. kind it's very yes. funny but it's also very kind it's very much like I love you like you are crucial to my career but like this is not for you and I feel like it was almost sort of like a nod to like white women watching this movie like like you are welcome here and please like enjoy but you are a guest and this is not for you yes um and it's not it's for it's like it's for black women wanting to see black womanhood and black friendship represented 
Um, And the way that we all got with bridesmaids. Right. They, you know, this is for black women to have a similar experience. Um, And it's really lovely and it is really enjoyable as a, you know, it's not that we can't still gain joy from it because I watched this the way I had originally hung over at 10 o'clock in the morning, which I think is the only way to do it. Yeah. I don't think so. I think you can enjoy it sober or drunk at any hour of the day, but I was just like, this is, I just want to like lay in bed and laugh. And this is giving me that and I'm enjoying it. Yes. This also made me desperately want to like go to New Orleans with my girlfriends. <sighs> And do that zipline thing. Yeah. And like just walk around with a drink. No cares in a world. Carla from Top Chef showed up. Ugh. I mean, cameos. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was something good. The line that I wrote down that made me laugh out loud was they're on the plane and Tiffany Hatter says something like crude and vulgar. And Jada Pinkett Smith says, like, I need you to use your lady mouth. And Tiffany Hatter looks at her and goes, I need you to use your lady mouth. And then does a full like blowjob motion. <laughs> it's funny. And then Regina Hall goes, let's all just use Lisa's definition of a lady mouth, which is Jada Pinkett Smith. <laughs> I also wrote down like Tiffany Haddish on first class. So Regina Hall is again this like sort of media relationship moguls. And so she's like funding this weekend. And right. She's bought them all first class. And I was like, Tiffany Haddish's character in first class. Dina on first class is me. She was just like, at one point she goes to the flight attendant and she's like, round of drinks on me. Or <laughs> she's like ordering two shots and they're like, it's an hour flight. And she's like, okay, like. I just, she's like who you want in New Orleans with you because she's yeah. not going to let you sleep. Yes. Um, she also, the moment I really related to her was at the end where they're going to like, quote unquote, like rescue Ryan. Um, and and but yeah, she's about to go say that the picture is doctored and that she and her husband's relationship is fine and she's going to lie about it in her keynote speech at the Essence Festival. And then she doesn't. She gives a beautiful speech about how she's going to figure yes. out her life on her own. And all um, the cheer. And they're in a cab and there's too much traffic. So, of course, they have to get out and run, which, like, there's, I mean, because it is a rom com. Right. There is something lovely about, like, this isn't a, a rom com in the sense of, like, a romantic rom com relationship, but it is a rom com in, in that it's about the love between these yeah. friends. Um, and, as Erin anyway, pointed like, out when we watch it, when we watched Bridesmaids and said like, oops, we messed up. This isn't a rom-com. She was like, I don't know. I think like, I guess like it's not a romantic relationship, but you're having a similar movie about a loving relationship. Right. Why can't it just be the same? And yeah. they do fully like they're in traffic. They have to get out and run. Like, like, I don't know if it was the writers or it was Malcolm D. Lee, but like they are putting very traditional rom-com tropes in this new kind of movie to ground us in like, oh yeah, this is, and it gives you that same feeling right but anyway anyway, what does tiffany haddish do tiffany haddish she's like we've established like she is the heart of this group of friends she's the most loyal she will like like throw down in a bar and get in a fight which happens earlier Mm -hmm. in defense Mm -hmm. of your honor like she is your like she is the girl you want to have your back but she will help you hide the body you should have a friend who will help you hide the body and she's that friend exactly but they're like we're gonna get out and run and she's like in this heat i'm not i'm not running in this heat and like i would i relate to that like i will go to the ends of the earth for the people that i love but like 
you want me to get out and run in New Orleans in the summer? Like, fuck no. Mm-mm. There's a line like a scene or two earlier when Regina Hall and Queen Latifah, Ryan and Sasha are fighting. And she says something like, I know you sold that picture because I know you're broke because we've all noticed that you've been tucking your tags this whole trip. Oh, and then, and then like Lisa and Dina uh, try and sort of like, you know, they're trying to like diffuse the fight and make it okay. And Tiffany Haddish in what I think has to have been an improv, the way she, it's either a perfectly delivered written line or she improvised. It goes, you know, Nordstrom will take anything back. That's what I love about Nordstrom is they'll take anything back. <laughs> and it's like in all this like over talk and double talk. It's just it's like so- you almost miss it. And you're like, She's right. That is true absolutely. Of that is what's that? She, I think she goes. The beauty of Nordstrom is they'll take anything back. <laughs> I was just like, that's one hundred percent accurate, and everyone should listen. Dina should be the leader of this group. Yeah. Sure. There's also like the so we get like the scene of each of them at the beginning, sort of like telling us who their characters are. It's the scene where we see Queen Latifah's like overdue bills and whatever, and it's Tiffany Haddish getting fired and not uh, taking that on. <laughs> yeah. So she's like getting fired and she's like, okay, because she got mad at someone because he ate her gogurt, which I also relate to. Don't touch my food ever. Um, and, she, and he's like, I have to let you go. And she's like, great. Thank you so much. I'm glad I water under the bridge. I need Friday off. And he's like, no, you're fired. You don't have to come in on Friday. And she's like, amazing. I'll see you on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> like, And she's doing it very, like, it's obviously like comedic, but she's like playing the character in this moment. So like, positive and grounded you're just like this woman's playing this man and it's hilarious yeah yeah she's she's great in this movie they all are i mean that's i think what uh, this movie is really funny and well written but it's also like these four are just really fun to watch and they're really fun to watch together and it seems who knows who but like it seems like they're having fun making this movie you know i have no idea if they actually liked each other or had fun i like to i I like to think yes haven't you heard the story about how tiffany haddish again because she was not a star at this time she like so they're filming in new orleans so she bought a groupon to go like on some kind of like crocodile tour swamp tour or something like that's and, the most adorably relatable. She's just like, I'm in New Orleans making a well, movie. I'm going on a and, crocodile. <laughs> and so it was like their day off or whatever. And so like Jada Pinkett Smith was like, hey, what are you doing today? And she's like, well, I bought a group on. I'm going on this like alligator tour. So then Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith go with her. On the group on? on? The, on I'm going to buy the boat. They should have been like, we're going to buy a boat and take you on our own. <laughs> on this like swamp tour. It's like, if you guys have not heard Tiffany Haddish tell this story, I think she told it like on Conan or one of the like late night shows. Google it. It is the funniest story I have ever heard. Because um, it's I like do all have these, a memory like, of like her and Jada of her and Jada Pinkett Smith on like a on like a press tour together, and it like it did appear that they actually like like enjoyed each other's company and liked yeah. each other. And my point is like that comes off. It's like I believe that these four not characters, like these four actual women had fun making this movie together. Yeah. There's like yeah. a scene at the end where they're in a New Orleans parade. It's like the credit scene and they're just like dancing in the parade and all of their outfits are gorgeous. And yeah. it's just like, it's just fun. Like there's like a layer of drama in this interpersonal like best friend fight that you know is going to get resolved and the rest is just fun. Yeah. Yeah. This movie is just pure joy, truly. And there's this, and the last sort of, uh, there's like a, uh, Regina Hall voiceover at the beginning and the end where she's talking about like and essentially and again in another very romantic comedy thing where like this isn't about men this isn't about our relationships to men like my my female friends my girlfriends came and saved me 
Um, and she's talking about their sort of like friendship and her love of them. And it's really sweet. And it made me emotional. And I wrote down the words she said. She described their relationship as loving, laughing, worthy, and magical. And I was like, this is a lovely movie. <laughs> yeah. No, it was. It was such a fun movie to watch. And I think like, I don't know that I really appreciated it the first time I watched it. I mean, I enjoyed it and I laughed out loud. But I don't know that because, again, like when we watch a movie for the purpose of this podcast like I'm watching much more closely and much more analytically and so I don't know that I like quite appreciated it in the same way as I did this time around I also think there's another thing going on watching it in 2021 compared to when I was in a movie theater in 2017 hungover watching this movie for the first time and to be fair like I saw this movie with my with one of my best friends her and I hungover and I like we had that moment of like we feel so bad because we drank too much last night and like this movie is so funny and we're here together and friendship is lovely but also one of the first lines Regina Hall says in her first voiceover when talking about um sort of like how their friendship has changed from Mm -hmm. when they were in college and they were the flossy posse which is the cute little name they call themselves and the cute little vest that Jada Pinkett Smith uh, embroiders for them that they all make fun of at the beginning and then where to save Regina Hall in the end. Um, but Regina Hall in her voiceover says like a year goes by without seeing each other and then a year turns into five. And I was like, that hits differently in the year of our Lord 2021 mm-hmm. because a year has gone by without all, without like being able to see your friends or family in some instances and in close. And so I think I think you're right. I think we're just looking at these movies closer, but I also think the idea, like I do a trip with my college roommates every year and we couldn't do that last year. And so a year has gone by without sort of that thing. And I just think there's in a post COVID world, there is nothing that won't sort of like reflect in different ways. Cause when she yeah. said that like a year goes by and you haven't seen each other, I was like, Oh, that hits me. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, the other thing that I noticed and that I liked um, is, you know, the we're reading the book One to Watch, which we're both really enjoying, um, that features a plus size character and is very much about her weight because it because it is like that's just the nature of the story. Um, but in this, like Queen Latifah is a plus size woman and she always has been. And it is not a thing at all in this movie. Like it is not mentioned. It is not relevant. That she's character... not the butt of the joke for it ever, but for any reason. No. And her sexuality is not made to be funny. Like she is allowed to be sexy. She is allowed to be um, in control of her sexuality. She is allowed to be desired and desiring and like and wear that... low cut uh tops and short skirts and wear right. like very revealing sexy clothes without it being it's never questioned not once and like that character could have been played by anybody it could have been played by a woman that is sort of traditional hollywood weight um, yeah her her like appearance is treated as the same as the other three like yes it's really refreshing there is one yes. scene where she and jada pinkett smith are standing next this has nothing to do with uh but this has to do with height. There's a scene where she and Jada Pinkett Smith are standing next to each other. And Queen Latifah is very tall and Jada Pinkett Smith is very short. And it is funny. <laughs> I didn't like, even catch that. It's like, it's like kind of a wide shot. I think they're in the hallway. And I was like, this looks like, this looks like, like, it's just this sort of like very weird, like, like Queen, Jada Pinkett Smith like comes up to her boobs. I mean, Jada Pinkett Smith is a petite woman. Yes. <laughs> um, 
but anyway, it was just really that is refreshing to see in in a you know Hollywood movie. Um, because... I don't think we do it very. I don't think I can't think of any other plus size actress we do this with except Queen Latifah. We certainly didn't do it in Bridesmaids. We don't do it with Melissa Melissa McCarthy McCarthy. ever. And I do like to give Melissa McCarthy credit. I think those are the roles she likes and she chooses them. And I think she is, you know, in control of a lot of those choices. But at the same time, it's not as often that you get to see Melissa McCarthy. Like, I think the only Melissa McCarthy I can think of where she gets to be like sexy at any point is Spy. And she has to go through this whole like transformation to become you know, not body, her body doesn't change, but she's not ever given to us as just like a sexy, desirable woman. The way that Queen Latifah is like, we're not even going to talk about it like there's any other option. Right. Right. Um, And it is really nice. And like, this is not the first Queen Latifah movie we've done. You know, there are uh, plenty of Queen Latifah rom-coms, some of which we've done, the rest of which we will do. But like, never are they about you know, her having to figure out how to love herself despite being bigger. Right. I have to imagine that part of that is Queen Latifah being like, I'm not, I'm not, don't bring me that shit. Well, I think we all just kind of also like collectively decided at some time that like Queen Latifah is hot, which is very much the truth. And then we like haven't questioned it since like 1993. Like because of my age, one of my first exposures to Queen Latifah was probably, I mean, I guess like- single. I was going to say, like, I watched Living Single as a kid, but then also, like, uh, Chicago, where mm. in Chicago, she is just, like, dripping sex appeal. <laughs> like, she's True. just, like, she, if her first scene is in that, like, silver, her tits sky high. Like, she's just so <laughs> sexy. And so I never, ever thought about Queen Latifah as anything other than, like, the lead on a, like, a, a, friends rom friends like rom-com about like a woman looking for love or who's like desired by hot men to be fair i think friends is like is the living single like show because i think living single came first yes there's a real good tiktok on it that i watched this week on like comparing the two yeah (laughs) all the characters it's just you can just draw a line from like living single to friends to how i met your mother we just don't to like happy endings we just we just keep making the same show because we keep doing it with white people um right (laughs) but like i've never that's queen latifah was just given to us as a sexy person and it makes you think like all the other the like inherent what like ingrained internalized stuff we have where bigger people aren't sexy is because that's what we've been given to us because we don't think about queen latifah like that because it's never been given to us as an option. And it's like, what if we just treated all plus size people the way we treat Queen Latifah, which is like, they can be sexy, smart, powerful, strong, like any, any of the things that straight size people are allowed to be like, it would change the way we looked at body size. It would Mm -hmm. change the way we looked at people in bigger bodies. Yeah. Because I have never ever thought that Queen Latifah shouldn't be the lead in a rom-com that's Mm-mm. the same type of that doesn't revolve around like i have to learn to love myself right i love it i love queen latifah i also love queen latifah yeah yeah she's such a good actress <laughs> oh, I, I, mean, Chicago. I think that's part of like what's so great about this movie is that these four are all just 
I mean, I think it would be easy to sort of write this off as like a comedy, but they're all doing really interesting things with their performances. And they're all imbuing in their performances with a real sort of authenticity. Yeah. There's one scene where Tiffany Haddish has um, put some sort of, they don't call it absinthe, but she's bought some uh, absinthe-like beverage mm-hmm. off um, a street vendor played by played by Mike Apps. <laughs> played by Mike Apps. Um, and he's like, like a he's, really weird, like random cameo from him. It, someone called Mike Apps and was like, come work for, come to New Orleans <laughs> and work for one day and make some money and have fun. And he was like, cool, see you there. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, you use one drop of this. This bottle should last you five years. And she's like, five days. I hear you. Bye. And then like runs away. <laughs> and he's like, no. And she drugs them and Kate Walsh. And so then, then the next scene is Kate Walsh and Regina Hall in a business meeting trying to get through it while fully being, having had their drink spiked. And then the other three figuring it out and through like drug-induced insanity trying to get over to them. And A, number one, I would watch a full movie of those five women trying to uh, live in a world where they have been drugged. It was so, so funny. And there's the best part of it is the three of them, Jada Pinkett Smith, Queen Latifah, and Tiffany Haddish are like, she's all the way across the room. How are we going to get to her? We have to stop this meeting. And then the, it cuts and they're there and it's, and they're like, we, I, they have no idea how they got there. We'll, we never have any idea how we got there. And it's so funny. It's like <laughs> the other, like, I feel like the sort of like classic way to do it was like seeing them like fight through whatever they're hallucinating to get there and then they were like no just make it easy. they just get there and no one ever knows how because they're on drugs and it's so funny i love it that's why yeah. kate Walsh should be just a comedic actress because she was very funny in a drug-induced state yes i said i'd watch a movie of like her and regina hall like fighting some like a spy like movie with her and regina Ooh, hall i like it mm-hmm. a buddy comedy a buddy comedy playing the same characters like (laughs) (laughs) Um, Walsh can still be like an insufferable white woman (laughs) yeah I mean to be fair like I think she like she takes the notes and uh you know does does what she needs to do yeah she's all of us and hopefully we're not as obnoxious but like we're (laughs) like she is a white lady who wants to fit in yes well and also like she's the token white help like mm-hmm. in the in a white movie you have like a token black character and they work for do something for the main white they serve the white leads purpose she is that in this movie she's serving regina halls she is literally an employee of regina hall right like we're we're flipping some racial shit on its head yeah yeah uh would recommend do it watch this movie yeah particularly if you need a laugh if you're hungover at 10 a.m and you're like what am i gonna watch you curl up and you watch girls trip yeah allison what are we watching next i almost don't want to tell you because i feel like you're gonna get overly excited no oh i thought you were just gonna tell me like we're watching something stupid no no we're still in that period where we're only watching movies we know will make us happy (laughs) great at the beginning of coronavirus we were like we're just for like a couple weeks we're just gonna watch movies we know will be good and we'll like and it's now a year and a half later and we're still there guys great we're still only choosing movies we know we're gonna like uh next week we are watching sliding doors 
oh my gosh so excited that's what i was worried about this means i can go on my rant about goop and wellness um sure sure um okay i love this movie unabashedly love this movie i think it's gonna hold up tough call i don't know it's so i watched it recently and i can't think why I mean, probably just just because I was like, I just want to watch Sliding Doors, right? Not and recently, I mean, like in the like not not in COVID, so like not in the not in twenty twenty, right? I feel like Mom and I watched it a couple years ago for some reason. Yeah, Jeff and I watched it like fairly recently, and by fairly recently again, I mean like a couple years ago. So I don't remember anything. Nothing like sticks out in my head as particularly problematic maybe other than Gwyneth Paltrow's British accent yeah there was a, this was in the late 90s period of time where she was like I'm gonna be British and she like gave Anthony Hopkins an award and called him Anthony and we were like you're from Connecticut bitch <laughs> <laughs> Put, pulling a real like Ilaria Baldwin moment. Ilaria. Um, um, oh can I go on my rant about why Shakespeare in Love isn't that good a movie next week because maybe that's what I'll do <laughs> um, decades of future kids coming for me I do think this movie will hold up I do too. So join us next week. We're going to be talking about the second third of One to Watch by Kate Stephen London. The um, book club we're doing, if you have, if you're not on, up on our book yes. club. So we'll be doing episodes four through six in the book. And then the week after that, we're going to be talking about sliding doors. Where can people find us? You can find us on Instagram at hold underscore up underscore pod and on Twitter at hold underscore up underscore podcast. And anywhere you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, but Stitcher, all of them. You can find them anywhere. And you can rate and review and subscribe and tell us how much you like us and tell us how tell us how much you liked Girls Trip and what movies you want us to watch. And be our friends. Okay, bye. Bye.